Hello, and welcome to the Comedian's Paradise. Now, at the moment, Marvin is not here at the moment. He's taking a break. So I, Zolo, is replacing him. Now, this is the podcast where we speak to inspirational, interesting comedians from across the globe. That will help you find your own comedy niche. Now, today's guest is a beatboxer, Lake Michael Winslow. Where he's a comic with the pizzazz of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> okay. He is a man who has traveled all the way from Kalir all the way to London. Please welcome the brilliant Sang Don Park. <laughs> Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. Really, really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you all the way here. How was it? Like, thank you for coming on. And like, how did you create that beat that sounded like a hula hoop? Like a hula hoop? With style. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just uh, just watch a lot of YouTube videos. And have no friends when you go to America. That's uh, that's pretty much it. That sounds like a lot of comedians' childhood trauma. That's it. Uh, honestly, I, I think I think basically I didn't like when I went to America. I didn't speak English that well, and and then like one of my defense mechanisms to not get bullied was to take the piss out of myself so that other people would laugh and get along with me. I would just be like, oh, don't hit me, or like really act stupid, like genuinely. And kids thought that was funny. And I think that's where, like, where I kind of, like, developed, like, a sense of humor to kind of, like, really uh, make friends. And, <laughs> oh, God, it sounds depressing. Like, yeah, like, just, like, uh, really enjoy uh, uh, making people laugh and everything. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Like when I'm not being solo and saving people, Yeah. when I get to laugh, it feels the joy, like, taking heroin in the streets. That That is... That is an accurate way of describing comedy. Like when you do really well, it is like taking drugs. Like especially when you do new material or when you're like freestyling or like when you're like, you know, like doing crowd work and it, and like you say something and, and people laugh and it's just like, oh, 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 oh fuck yeah. Like it just feels <laughs> like drugs. Like it, like you you get it, but there, we, we say something like, I know, it's crazy. People are like, ah, and it's just, it's like a mini snort and you're like, oh, and then it just feels so good. So I think that's an accurate way. Okay. As you can see from the start of the podcast, Sangdong Park is a man of many stories. He is like a Tony Soprano of comedy. How you doing? How do you do the accent? What's the instructions? Is me being English to do do that voice? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know how to do an American accent? No, I need to learn how to do... So I don't hurt my voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's only an American accent. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so just accents in general. Is that, is that the question? How do I be Tony Soprano? Oh. <laughs> uh, you got you to gotta use your cheat. I don't. Like, I, I can't. Well, I, I mean, I just did a typical, like, you know, like, Italian-American, like, you know, like, accent. I'm not really... Not really good at it, but I, I think I think the secret is in comedy. Uh, 
like like we discussed earlier, uh, primary objective is to generate laughter. And it's not like, I mean, like skill set is definitely involved, like a lot. You should be, you know, they should have good techniques. But sometimes when an accent is not good, isn't that funny in itself? Like Dave Chappelle's like typical Chinese, hero body, I'm Chinese. Like it's it's so oh. not good. It's so not good. It's it's just it's just like, no, you just have a lisp. You're just biting your tongue. Like, but, but like people, like people, like, you know, like, like no one is really like saying that as long as you're like executing it with confidence and like, you just kind of do the accent. Like, that's just how I feel. Um, Cause I think if your accent is like really good, people are going to start like clapping and like being impressed mm. as opposed to generating laughter. Um, and then they're going to see you as an impressionist uh, as opposed to uh, like a comic. Of course. That, yeah. And how did you become, you are a man of many talents. You, you'll be, you not only tell the jokes of the beats, but you make noises that make laughs as a beatboxer. How did you become a beatboxer and a comedian? Yeah. Yes, that's an excellent question. Uh, so I've all, uh, I, I've thought about like, uh, so I like when I went to America, uh, as I mentioned before, I, ha I had a lot of trouble like making friends and I've always been uh, musically uh, very involved. I played like a lot of instruments, trumpet, French horn, piano, drums. Um, and everything just like a good Asian boy and yeah and and I and I used to go to church and there was this guy who would like break dance and who would rap and I was like dude I could totally break dance and then like I tried break dancing and I was realized and I realized I was too fat for it so that didn't really work out and like he also like beatbox as well and I copied him and I got the basics down and then like people were like wow you can like beatbox and I, and I YouTubed it and I, and I learned it more uh, seriously from there. And I just kept going uh, and it's been, and it's been my, it's been one of my passions ever since then. So that's how I got started in, in beatboxing. And uh, did you also ask how I got started in stand-up comedy or? Yes. <laughs> okay, now you did. Yeah, so I, I, after I came back to Korea uh, in 2010, after living in America for like seven and a half years, I went to a small international school. Uh, there was only like 40 kids in like uh, my, uh, my, my grade. And so small school, all my friends, we're like, hey, like your beatboxing gets old. It's boring. It's the same stuff all the time. And I was like, who let you speak? This is very not cool. So, and my history teacher showed me this comedian called Russell Peters, Indo-Canadian comic, uh, who's a master of accents. And I saw that comedy specials are like an hour or more longer. Uh, so I was like, oh, no one's ever going to get tired of this. This will be great. Uh, I still can't do an hour at, at all. <laughs> all very close if you allow crowd work. But like, I thought at that moment when I was like, uh, when I was in my last year of secondary school, I could totally do stand-up comedy. And I, and I did stand-up comedy in my high school. Um, and it, it was so stupid, but there was a moment where I made fun of the teachers and I started impersonating the teachers like, Hey, today we're going to learn. And people thought it was hysterical for some reason, because everybody could relate to it. And, uh, it like that laughter high is what kind of kept me going from there. So, yeah. And was this in Korea or was this in America? This was in South Korea. So I started officially in South Korea. Okay. And did you have a, have you had a mixture? Like you start comedy in South Korea then you spend time in America. How did... Oh, yes. Just to give you context. So I immigrated to uh, the United States when I was like nine or t 10 years old. And I lived there consecutively for seven and a half years. And I, and I, never, and I only like beatbox. I didn't even know what like what stand up comedy was. And when I came back to Korea in 2010, uh, South, I have to clarify for some people who <laughs> still don't know. When I came back to South Korea, uh, I, uh, I went to a small international school in South Korea. And like uh, we had kids from all over the place. 
uh, uh, kids whose parents were involved in the embassy and like, you know, and a lot of international uh, students. And uh, that's where I started Instagram comedy. And then from there, uh, I, I did stand comedy in Korea. And then I went to Australia as an exchange student for six months. And I did comedy uh, very, very uh, extensively and seriously there. And I came back and I kept going. And then now we're here. Okay. So when you're doing comedy in Korean and when you're doing it in English, how does it differ? Like in Korea, do you just say jokes about, oi, bitch, laugh? Or in America, <laughs> is it like, bit of style, a bit of wordsmith, but in Korea, it's like, you have to be a good boss of an Asian man. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a great question. Like, I actually, whenever, I actually did comedy in Korean, like, only, like, twice, and, like, no, like, three times, and, like, I suck at it doing it in Korean, because I, I can speak the language natively, but I don't have, like, all the, uh, like, the slang. There's too many slangs in, like, language. Like, even in British English, there's too much, diff too many different accents. It's just like that in Korean. Like, I'm not going to know all the nuances, because I was academically uh, mostly educated in English. So, like, I don't, like, whenever I'm, whenever we're speaking in English, we're not thinking. But like in Korean, I kind of have to like adjust it. And there's too many syllables. Uh, like, you know, like I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of formality in like Asian languages. So I, I, I like, first of all, like you go up there, like if you want to say hello in English, you just go, what's up? Or like, hey, that's it. But in Korean, you have to be like, Annyeonghaseyo. Like they're, they're, it's just like too long. It's too formal. You can't talk in a casual sense because you got to talk in a formal sense. Yeah, it's, it's too too difficult. Like I just can't be bothered. To do it there uh there is a stand-up comedy scene uh run by my friend uh fernando who i used to work extensively together with at, at his comedy club called dark to gary comedy club and he runs all the shows and it's great but like yeah i just like also like i like i don't know like i need my confidence to do it but i just don't have the confidence when i do it in korean so it's very different hmm. so what what do you make of a comedian like eddie is art like he 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 is a i don't know what to describe of no do you know him? Yes, yes, yes. I'm he, just saying Eddie is out and say that, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so assume so assuming that Eddie Azard is not in drag and like using he him pronouns. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Eddie, like yeah, like the fact that he can do it in like multiple languages. I've heard uh, he can do it in like Spanish and French, I think, and like uh, I don't know about German, but like yeah, I think it is amazing. And then like uh, I worked a lot with like. Um, non-native english speaking uh comedians and like they have their own style that they can approach uh a co comedy with it gives them an advantage but at the end of the day like i, I think i think it's it's got to be so stressful because like i mean like i always thought i spoke english fluently and then i came over here and, and i'm like what is a ground floor like what is a ground floor and I, i'm half the time i'm just so confused i'm like what do you what do you mean by all this like i'm just like 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 so confused like why do bars close early and, and like you know it is part of my act but at the same time i'm genuinely like like i didn't know what a weather spoons was for like three months and it, I, I was just like oh that's like a funny punchline that comedians like to use i really i'm so stupid like it just feels like it feels like i'm, I'm relearning like a lot of the culture again so I, I can only imagine how difficult it must be like for those comedians you know to like go through that like again because like I like I have to make the extra effort to like make all of my material very international and very very relatable uh to connect with everybody and then like and then someone um who's lived here all their life you know like you just go on but hey like you know like hey like you know like this was this was crazy right and like the news and they could just talk about something local and people would love it and they would connect to it 
automatically. And I, I don't have the luxury to do that. So it's very, very stressful. It feels very lonely. It's depressing. Um, so I can only imagine how, uh, how much, uh, like difficulty Eddie Izzard must've gone through. So I mm. think that's like an amazing, amazing feat. If, if, is Korean humor similar to Western humor? I know, you know, you already mentioned no. with the slang and all that, yeah. but it's like British, they, they're known for being sarcastic, quite witty. Yeah. What about Korean humor? Is it quite, do they whip your arsehole and they like destroy you with destructive words and that's funny? What is it? No, we're, we're, we're really passive. Like, so when I got to the UK, I didn't like, I saw that like L London people at least, all right, Brit British people, like they're very like shy, passive, non-confrontational until you drink alcohol and you talk about football, then you just, then you can see the colonial singing, like the, like the aggressive, aggressive energy. I was like, oh my God, they're just like Korean people. Like Korean people have no personality. We're very boring until we drink alcohol. We talk about football and like, we're, we're, we like ugh, fucking, sorry for cursing too much, but like, yeah, like we're very, very passive and like, uh, and stuff. So there's like no heckling culture first of all there's no like none of that and like our humor like we don't have stand-up comedy and like our, our form of comedy is not as open-minded as like western comedy where you can make fun of politicians like openly you know like make fun of other people of other groups without you know like there's a lot of sense of conformity in south korea so if you like if i were to like openly like you know like let's say like make fun of women um and, but it, it, it could be uh, taken as a joke but like if enough people were like, hey, this is like misogyny and like patriarchy and stuff. Then it would just, it would, they would all like conform to it. But yeah, this is bad. Cause like everybody doesn't want confrontation or like arguments and stuff. It's part of our culture to be like, hey, like don't argue, do not have feelings. That's inefficient. Just, just keep this thing moving, keep the economy moving. Like that's, I feel like that's our culture. So uh, the humor is very, very limiting. Um, and also like uh, we're a little, little bit behind on like, you know, like um, on like a, uh, 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 gender equality and like you know like all, uh, 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 the newer ideologies uh, like the positive ideologies uh, uh, like you know like um, for like you know like support for LGBTQIA plus community and all of this stuff it's really like yeah so there is comparatively there is kind of it kind of does feel behind but you know that's something that we can hope to like change in the future sorry this is getting really extensive but I want to tell you like all the details of it um, so and, and yeah, like there's a lot of humor where it's just like, hey, guess what? I'm ugly. <laughs> like, or like, hey, like, <laughs> it's so it's just like, come on, man. Like, like, yeah, like just do like make it more creative and stuff. And this is no disrespect to the Korean comedy. But like I, I we do think that because it's a newer culture, that's why uh, you notice there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like, you know, different nuances and diff uh, different paces of like sense of humor. But at the same time, I uh, as a comedian who performed in a uh, um, few different countries, I, I do believe that, you know, funny is funny. That's my theory. If you're not funny in one country, you will not be funny in another. And you can only blame the audience for so long. Um, if you have good solid material that is funny in one country, it will work. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is, um... yeah, what do you make of, what? No, I'm, I'm Zoro, I, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna say, where did your, yeah. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> What uh, what do you make of comedians who blame the audience for not being funny? Yeah, this is an, this is an interesting, interesting uh, discussion. Um, so it's it's difficult because like I I would never try to blame the audience. First of all, I, I think I I, 
I would like to confidently say I perform for some of the worst audiences because in South Korea, English is not a native language and, the, and most of the people don't speak it. And the grammatical structure is very like it's a, it's an it's opposite. So it's not like in Europe where most people, even though it's not their first language, they still speak it like very fluently. It's not like that at all. Like it's uh, like I perform for people who are like, what, what are you what, what are we doing? Like, I'm here to drink with my friends. Like, why are you interrupting in like a, in a foreign language? Yeah. So I perform for some of the worst, worst vibes, venues and energies. And I still don't blame them. Cause like then you just decrease your standard. Obviously, like if if the audience is like very very like like that and not feeling it, then you shouldn't expect like a comedy club, uh, you know, level of laughter and everything. You just kind of go, okay, well, let me like riff or like, let me connect with you and let me see if I can generate any form of little bit of laughter, and that should be fine. And then you should be more flexible. That's how I always say, it. try to be like more flexible and like don't give up. Do not. Sorry for you. Like I just very, feel very passionate about this. Like. Don't be like, oh, the audience sucks. I'm, I'm, I'm freaking amazing, beautiful, and I understand. You know, like, I, like we all go through that. But you know, like, freaking fight. You know, like, don't, like, don't, do not give in. Like, give, like, don't be helpless. Be proactive and like shoot those punchlines and like, or figure it out. Riff a little bit. Talk about what the bar looks like, which is a very common technique that I like to implement um, to kind of warm up the audience because it hyper localizes the material and also like, you know, like speak with them and like. And, you know like connect with them and then once you have them on your side you can do it um even even in like in the uk i performed for a bunch of uh, romanians some of them didn't even speak any english and i had the most fun but i could tell not everybody did because uh you've got to then you've got to lower your standards and be like hey like what can i you know like make out of this situation you know that i i just kind of like see it like that uh, i i try to, like i really really try to be flexible and i don't ever i really really don't want to like blame the audience like i'm very harsh on myself I'm like an Asian parent to myself. Like every gig, it's like, hey, that was great. Oh, do better. No, not not good enough. Like, yeah, that's a Japanese accent, but you know, we're allowed to do that. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 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 that's how I always see it. But that's just like my perspective. At the same time, I know like when the audience is drunk, they're not cooperative. They're, they're just like, oh, I don't want to be here and stuff. And it's very, very difficult. Um, I, I get it i get it then i but i would always try to like do my absolute best to kind of like really like control it because my philosophy is you control the audience they don't control you so you can do it yeah so I just, I... no that's fine what do you make of this uh, situation that was out of nowhere where i was speaking to a guy and his girlfriend in a crowd i chatted to the lady to try and build a rapport and then the man, he punched me. Wait, did this really happen? No. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I think that's, yeah, and that's just like, not, that's just like crazy. That's like, yeah, if that was, so like you were, you were like talking about, okay, you were doing crowd work and like, hypothetically, man punches you. Yeah, and clearly like, yeah, that is, uh, but dude, I would love to make a joke out of it and all that stuff. <laughs> So you mentioned a bit doing the Japanese accent. Yeah. Do I sound Japanese? You sound more like hybrid French. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. No, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I know you're Zoro. I am Zoro. No. Yeah. <laughs> what? You mentioned before about the Japanese accent. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned before in the podcast that there's a bit of beef between Japan and Korea, and yeah. you said it's reverse colonization. When I went to a, 
Japanese coffee shop, and they're all Korean. Yeah, it, absolutely hilarious. Like, like they like 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 I mentioned before, they all try to do that. You know, when you walk through the sushi place, they all try to. You know, Shaibasen, like you know, in that in the Japanese language, and I can clearly hear the Korean accent in their Jap failed attempt to speak Japanese, and like I like, and then and then and then and then they speak to each other in Korean, so I I hear it, and I'm like, hey, bro, like I was also in that neighborhood, and they're like, oh, what's up? So it's it's hilarious, and this is intercontinental because this happens in Melbourne, Australia as well, and and I went up to a Korean manager, I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're, you, this is all Korean working at a Japanese cuisine place, and they're like, "I know, I'm sorry, brother." Like <laughs> it's just like, it's it's just like a hilarious thing. But you know, you got to pay the bills, and if you're there on a working holiday visa, I, I I get it. Most of most of the Koreans end up working in hospitality, so yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah, and like say what you want about the Japanese history and the people, they've got great culture and they have delicious food. It's so it's amazing, like yeah. Which is better, Korean or Japanese food? Okay, well, I'm legally licensed to only say Korean. I am not allowed to express like if I do, like somebody would shoot me right out, like ah, and, I, and I just die for bringing uh, shame and on dishonor to my country. <laughs> but like, uh, like the thing is, I grew up with Korean food, and we have a lot of variety. Uh, I I think. I think uh, uh, when, when, when like an English person uh, who grew up in, in, in England goes, I love Korean food. I, I get really, I get really, no, but I want to show you like more. There's like more, I feel like Aladdin, like I can show you like more spices. There's more. Cause like, cause and also what the Korean restaurants here do is they localize the taste. They, they really like, like take out all the spice and take out all the, like the, you know, like the seasoning to like match the British taste buds and everything. So they're not getting, it's not doing justice, you know, like they're not getting like a proper, like, you know, like Korean style uh, food and everything. Um, so like, yeah, I, I, I love it. And also like, I miss it so much. I think about it all the time. Like, yeah. Oh, what about the Korean barbecues? Oh yeah. You must yeah. enjoy them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely the best. It's uh, also like, I think I think what's I think what's criminals how how much they charge for Korean barbecue in, in London absolutely offensive. It's not it's supposed to be that expensive all the time. Obviously, if you go to a fancy one, like yeah, but if you if you go to like a regular one, there's like an all you can eat for like often ten pounds uh, or like seven pounds in South Korea. But uh, so like, did you did you uh, did you only grow up in the UK or did you also grow up in other countries or? I grew up mostly in the UK. But I spent time in France, in America, and yet yeah, the, the Korean barbecues were better in America. But I do have to say that what do I want to say about Korean food? Yes, I love it. It's great. It's delicious uh, food. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've forgotten what I want to say, but Korean food's amazing. There's a oh, okay. big Korean community near me in New Morden. So yeah. I often go there, there a lot. Yeah, yeah, I still have yet to go to New Malden. I would love to visit, and I just would be like, ah, oh, I miss everything. Um, I mean, so, so since uh, Zoro, since you are part Chinese, <laughs> if uh, am I allowed to explore that, or yes. are you all yes, okay. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah? Did you? So you also grew up with like you know like uh, like proper Chinese food and everything. What are your thoughts on like the British version of like Chinese food? Be honest. Uh, it's. It's it's good. It's not too bad. But okay. I my mom moved from China, the family 
to Thailand because of the war with Japan. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And China. But I do, the food isn't too bad over here. It's better than it is in America. Oh, okay. I have to say, I don't remember being going to China. All I remember is being chased by a wild pig. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I see. I see. And then I ate it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, because like some some of the uh, yeah Korean food that I've gotten here, uh, I, I was just like, I've never been offended that much. And like, comedians hear the most offensive jokes, and I'm like, dude, what are you like? What are you like? They they don't make it authentic and stuff. So. But uh, I don't know. That's good that at least at least uh, the Chinese food and like all the Asian cuisine is, is is not bad and it matches up to your taste. What is a Korean dish in the UK that you come to Korean restaurants that you're disappointed not to see in a the menu? They they messed up our fried rice, man. Because we also have great fried rice culture. Uh, we have like a kimchi fried rice culture. Kimchi is one of our main side dishes. I think it's like our pretty much our like our national food. They put like four slices of kimchi in my kimchi fried rice. I'm like, no, there needs to be lots. It, it, it's uh, like, I, it, it, imagine you, you're English. Imagine you order fish and chips and they give you like, you know, like five, five, you know, or like three, like fish on it. You go, what are you doing? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, this is offensive. No sauce. Like, no, like, yeah. And, 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 and like, yeah, they did that. And like, you're supposed to put like spam. Spam is a big culture of our like dish in there. And like spam like really goes well with like with kimchi. I know a lot of people don't like spam, but it goes really, really well with kimchi for kimchi fried rice. None of that stuff. Also, they made my kimchi vegan. Like, what are you? No, no, that's not okay. I, I, I support veganism and it's really good for the environment. But just know when, I, when you're making my kimchi, like a lot of people use like, you know, like, you know, like, uh, 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 call it like, a lot of like us, uh, like uh, mollusk or like this is a terrible way of describing it, but like you know, like uh, like oysters and like clams and and those like you know like what what was the category like how how do you des describe those? I completely forgot the word. Uh, uh, just I need an entire ocean to die for my kimchi. Like I, I want like that's what I need. I need all the sea critters to just suffer to make my kimchi proper. I don't want carrot slices in my kimchi. Like if you tell an average Korean person like, hey, do you want vegan kimchi? They're gonna be like, put that fake shit away. That's, that's, no, that's not okay. Yeah. What, um, so there's a big thing with like K-pop, a lot of Korean programs seem to be taking over the world. Like Squid yeah. Game, yeah. biggest selling Netflix show. Yeah. Um, so many movies are coming out. What do you think is the reason for like a lot of Korean art forms doing so well? I have no idea. Honestly, do you remember Gangnam Style? Gangnam Style? Gangnam Style? Oh, God. Yeah. You know, I was in Korea when it first came out and I was like, this song sucks. And I work in Gangnam. So I, I work in that area. I know exactly what he's talking about. And I was like, this song is so stupid. And then it went all over the internet. I was like, hey, man, I'm a big fan of this, like, you know, that beautiful piece of art. And this changed my mind real quick. And I don't like it's just, like, you know, I don't know what it is. It, 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 it's really a. Uh, it really is cr crazy and like you know like that's what my dad said it's like hey son you're not that talented but like korea is really getting international so like use that to your advantage just you know like talk about that and i think it'll work out for you but like try to be funny that's what my dad said before coming to london he's he's so great he just keeps my ego in check he makes sure i have no self-esteem and i love it 
it's fantastic so like <laughs> like uh um yeah like i i my theory is i i think uh like south koreans like our culture is like just work our ass off like we have a small peninsula but population wise is very densely populated so you have to work your butt off for like anything and like everybody a lot of people are forced to go to college and everything because like it's just really really competitive and like so there's this culture of like yo like if you're gonna do the arts you better work you better it's very risky so you better give up everything and like die trying because because we all know like like pursuing the arts is very very risky like it's not like your standard nine to five it's very very you know like we don't know what's going to happen so a lot of people work their butt off uh, and like i know some k-pop trainees and the audition process and everything the work process is rigorous like you i have a joke about it but if you're over a certain weight or if you're under a certain height they're like no they will just not let you do be part of a k-pop idol and uh you practice like consistently and and, and stuff so i think maybe like you know just all the systematic like god like keep working like maybe that paid off or something yeah, that's my theory on it it's incredible what they do i've heard stories about k-pop people dying because of all the hard work they have to put in for the music and i don't know i, I think they're just focused on producing good content i think one thing that's focused in hollywood at the moment is they're worried about producing things to appear a certain way have you have you seen the critical drinker critical sorry drinker drinker critical drinker i have not what's what's that about let me show you he is a great youtube channel one second Something is rotten in the state of Disney. I mean, I know that's about as obvious as saying that Saturday Night Live isn't all that funny anymore, but it goes a bit deeper than their simple creative output. All that stuff is just a symptom of a much larger problem, a problem that runs to the very core of the company. And if the recent news about power struggles at the highest levels, disastrous financial performance, and even rumours of layoffs and selling some of their biggest IPs are to be believed, that problem is getting harder and harder to ignore. Especially if you happen to be one of the company's board of directors, which I'm fortunately not. So excuse me while I have a good old laugh at their expense. <laughs> The first and most obvious of the problems facing Disney are financial. Numbers don't lie after all, unless you happen to be a Hollywood accountant with a very expensive habit to fund, and the numbers released to the public paint a grim picture indeed. Over the past two years, Disney's share price has declined almost 50% from an all-time high of nearly $200 a share in early 2021 to just $110 in the present day. Damn, at one point it was down to less than $90 a share. You don't need to be a financial whiz kid to know that that's a disastrous fall in value and it reflects the growing lack of investor confidence in the company. So how exactly did this happen? Well, for a start, Disney's been losing money badly. Their strategy of buying up every single studio and IP on the market at huge expense and absorbing them into their generic... So, yeah, he, he's... He, that didn't portray a good picture of him, but he's he's a very honest uh, picture of him, but he's he's a very honest uh, viewer, and he gives yeah. some hilarious scathing reviews on stuff, and he doesn't tolerate any crap. Yeah. I, I, I like that. 
I think it kind of cut uh cut uh kind of directly connects to uh just promoting diversity, which like especially in the co comedy scene and like just in Hollywood in general, you know, like I really really appreciate like I I think the intention is good, but sometimes like there's been like I'll I'll tell you straight up if we're getting personal like there's been shows in Australia where I should have not I was not ready for skill set wise and I know it I could say it looking back but I was just put on because I was Korean and I was a foreigner and uh, I I didn't realize it then I was just really happy for the opportunity but like, I think nowadays what I think is it's really I, I personally find it very patronizing I mean like Marvin I'm sure like I don't know if you went through it being a, being a mixed uh, English national but like where people are like hey we're not racist and it's just like oh god it just it really like I, it kind of really bums me out because like i, I want to be treated as an equal peer like yeah treat me like a straight white male like i don't care like because if you do then you'll only be looking at my skill set and and I'd, like because because if you're not if, I, if i'm not gonna be appreciated for my skill set why do we even go to open mics in front of like three people and like practice you know what i mean like why do we like why do we bother developing like honing like like i i know you're like you know you're also a magician and like you also like you know like practice riffing a lot do like your uh you know like heckling hecklers night like then it's like why why do i bother if it's just all about this you know like why do we even ha have bothered to have a skill set like it really feels like pity sex and like that's what yeah and that's and that's for marriage like my parents told me so i don't want like i don't want i want you to be like hey i want you because i think you're funny and like, i really like what you're doing instead of being like hey like we could use an asian comic we would love to have you one which oh man i just it, it really 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 makes me sad and like yeah because like that's what one of my ex-girlfriends did and i don't want you to have pity sex with me that's no, fine it's fine it's okay there's nothing that's just what that's just what happens that's just what happens but what do you make of, yeah, it's, it's, but if someone gave you a big part right now for 50 million pounds, would you take it? Oh, like, like an Asian part for 50 million pounds. Uh, yeah, I guess I have no choice. Yeah, I would just have to put my pride away. It's just, it's just something that it really messes with me, but you know, money talks and like, so do, so do opportunities and, and all that stuff. It really like, yeah, because it's just, it's, it's just like, like um yeah it's 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 just like like i i, I get the in, intention but like you know like uh like if, if i suck like tell me like don't, don't like don't be like no you were great and all that stuff that's why one of the times where i really really felt appreciated uh was like when i got to win the voxel comedy club ding dong gong show competition because like i competed with people from all over the place and one of the comics uh uh what was a non-binary a non-binary uh a comic with disabilities shout outs um and they and and people were like okay let's give it a shot you know like this is really funny and then like two minutes in they're like get out you're not funny fuck you and it's like jesus christ so there was no so there was no like any form of pity like yeah so like i that's the part where i was like all right then like for sure then i i did not like win because i was i was a minority and like because I, I like i'm from south korea or anything so yeah and that's what's good about comedy audiences they either yeah. laugh or they don't yeah so yeah sometimes like i i do not want any pity laughs back i could tell like i might generate some pity laughs because of like where i'm from and like i could feel the audience like easing down and stuff but no nah, like yeah oftentimes like yeah comedy audiences were like i don't care where you're from make me laugh and i love that yeah now for anyone that's listening uh right now and they're like yo son give me a beat yo son give me a laugh 
How do they find out about you? Do they find out about you in the parks, in the zoo, in the <laughs> plane, in the sky? Where is the place to find you? In the bush? What? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm all over the uh, social media. I'm, uh, yeah, just on there for now. Uh, I, I, if you just type in at the Sang Show on TikTok, on Instagram, on on YouTube, you can find me there. Uh, I have I have uh, you know multiple clips. I have a bunch of videos on there, and I'm still trying to make some. It's just video editing really sucks. So look, yeah, just T H E S A N G S H O W, and that is my handle for all the uh, social media handles. Okay, so you know where to get hold of him. If you like this episode, Marvin will be back next week without this voice. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> You can subscribe, give us a 10 star view on Amazon or iTunes, and I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>